And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk. I'm your host, Noel Rich. Thank you so much for joining us today. The preseason is over, ladies and gentlemen. The Jets go undefeated 3-0 or 2-0-1, undefeated. However you'd want to score the end of that game with, of course, the Hail Mary from James Morgan to Ibayo in the end zone, the tight end. Jets get the two-point conversion. I mean, there's been more excitement with the Jets in this preseason than there was all of last year. I mean, let's be honest. So, at least for a Jet fan, this year isn't going to be great. But at least you have something to watch. You feel like the product's going to be better. There's going to be some excitement. And let's be honest, the third preseason game... Is a lot like the fourth preseason game. This is a lot of guys that are just trying to make the roster. Jets sat their stars, especially after the downpour in the game, which I thought was the smart move. Protect these starters, especially after all the injuries that they've had already. There's a lot to talk about. And to me, a lot more off the field to talk about. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so quick thoughts from the game. The Jets are... Really putting their identity out there, which I think is a great thing. Last year, I didn't think this team had any identity. But I'll tell you this. I think the Jets, you're going to see them run the football very well. I'm worried about the pass protection of this offensive line. But the ability to run block, even with the backups, this offensive line can move people. They can open up some running lanes. And the Jets, they have some depth at running back right now. They might have an A-plus running back. But they got some depth. They got some nice guys. Ty Johnson just running over people last night viciously. That was one thing I liked. And even on the defense, am I concerned about the pass defense? Obviously. Even with a lot of the backups in last night, you could tell that there were some breakdowns. But you can see that this team has an identity. They want to be hyper-athletic. They want to be faster. That's why you saw them draft those safeties and convert them into linebackers and the kid Sherwood from Auburn, I think he could be a player. We're probably going to see him last, especially early after the injury to Davis and the linebacking core. Man, it was funny with Sherwood because there was a couple plays he made last night. You can see the athleticism. And there were two times he flew, looked like he was going to make a great tackle and couldn't finish the play. But once again, these are rookies. The Jets have one of the youngest rosters in the NFL. They're going to be growing pains. And the hard part, too, is you didn't see a lot of the guys you were excited about. Elijah Moore, you didn't see in the preseason. Elijah Vera Tucker, you didn't see in the preseason. He's going to be a big staple on the offensive line. So you have to keep in mind that you haven't seen everyone yet. There's going to be growing pains with this team. But I do think you're seeing better athleticism on this team. They have an identity on both sides of the football And I do think that you've seen that, especially with the kids that Joe Douglas has drafted, it looks like he's found some talented football players. I mean, right now, my favorite third-day pick is Hamza Nasruddin. He's looked really good at the linebacking position, especially getting to the ball. He looks like he could be a guy that could be a steal in this draft and could be a starter throughout the duration of the season. If you're getting stars in the sixth round, that's a great draft. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing the athleticism, especially. So it looks like this draft looks pretty good, even though a couple of these guys, like Ebo, the undrafted free agent tight end, Jonathan Marshall, the defensive tackle, 
likely with the depth of those positions are going to be practice squad guys. James Morgan's going to be a very interesting decision. I think the Jets are going to try to stash him on the practice squad. I don't think anyone's going to take him. Personally, at this point, if the Jets had to pick between two guys, and really this is what the last preseason game about is making the decisions on the build of the roster. Personally, I would take Josh Johnson over Mike White. Even if Mike White is maybe a touch better player, I don't really see that much of a difference between the two, but I want a guy with experience with Zach Wilson. But to me, the biggest storyline, and we will get to this on a future episode once the roster is finalized, is looking around the rest of the NFL. And already we've seen some big turnover in the NFL, which actually could benefit the Jets. And I think the Jets really need to be on the phone, and Joe Douglas needs to be on the phone with his former team down in Philadelphia, take a little trip down I-95 to the city of brotherly love. And what do I mean by that? Well, the big news on Saturday is that the Eagles have traded for Gardner Minshew to complete directly with Jalen Hurts. Now, this can give the Jets two options as a backup quarterback, and both, I think, are good. I think one's slightly better, but the easy answer now is Nick Mullins, because Nick Mullins was released in order to open up a roster spot for Gardner Minshew, Mullins was a former quarterback in San Francisco, under Shanahan, in this system. To me, he's better than Mike White. I think he's a better player. He's actually played games in the NFL and has looked okay. But more importantly, he understands his offense. He knows the ins and outs. He knows the nuances. To me, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm on the phone with Nick Mullins' agent. I'm trying to bring him in this weekend. To me, he should be the backup for the New York Jets. Because you need a guy in the room around Zach Wilson that knows his offenses, that knows the little nuances, that can take him over, explain what he's seeing in the coverages, break down the coverages, be able to explain maybe some of the option routes, just little things like that. That's to me, was the biggest mistake of this Jets offseason. And I thought the Jets had a great offseason, but they needed to bring in a veteran presence at the quarterback position. They didn't do that. But they also could go another route. And they get actually a better player who might not know the scheme as well, but in terms of talent and in terms of experience and in terms of knowing guys on the team could be better fit. And that's Joe Flacco. Now, at the time of this recording, Joe Flacco is still technically on the Eagles. And I'm going to be fascinated to see what the Eagles do, because to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to keep Flacco because you have two young quarterbacks that are hungry and want the position. And with the limited roster space, they're going to have to carry three quarterbacks if they keep Flacco. Now, what they might do is try to keep Flacco the first couple of weeks to stabilize it, to be a veteran presence maybe try to trade him at the deadline to a quarterback needy team. But if I was the Jets, I'd also give Joe Flacco a call. I mean, look, he was a solid backup for this team last year. You can make the case he played better than Sam Darnold did. And while he might not understand the system, he's a guy that's won a Super Bowl. He's been in this league. And an interesting thing I thought about with Joe Flacco is that he could help Zach Wilson make the transition, not as much from an X's and O's and understanding the nuances of the system that they're going to be running. I do think he can help Zach Wilson break down a defense, handle the New York market, be a professional quarterback. But 
I thought if there's a quarterback in the NFL that could be a good mentor for Zach Wilson and understanding of coming from a small college, because we forget that even though he's a first round pick, Joe Flacco came out of Delaware. He came out of Delaware. So to me, BYU, yes, it's a bigger school than Delaware. Yes, Zach Wilson probably faced better competition at BYU and was bigger in the spotlight. But that's a transition going from a small school to being in a big market. And Baltimore's a big market. It's not New York, but it's still a big market. So a guy like Joe Flacco could help in that regard. So if I'm the Jets and Nick Mullins is available and Joe Flacco becomes available, even if I have to give up a late draft pick to get Flacco, I, I, you got to get one of those twos in, in this building. Give a good veteran presence around Zach Wilson. He deserves it. It'll help with his development. And look, I'm not trying to pick on Mike White, but Mike White doesn't know the system like Mullins does. He doesn't have the experience that these two quarterbacks have in terms of playing in games and having NFL success. He doesn't have that pedigree. And if you somehow needed a spot starter, you feel like Flacco or at least Mullins can start a game or two and you have a shot in that game. If Mike White is your starting quarterback for any game this year for the New York Jets, just put a L in permanent marker because there's no way they're going to be able to operate. So if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm being proactive. And another team I would give a call to would be the San Francisco 49ers because not for the quarterback, but the Jets need pass rush help. And you're going to see especially in San Francisco, they have so much depth on the defensive line that they're going to have to move on from some of these guys. Not the big names, but maybe there's a good young player that Salah really likes that could fit in and be a good rotational pass rusher on this defensive line. And the Jets can go to them and say, look, we know you're probably getting rid of this guy. Instead of just cutting him and letting him go, we could give you a late sixth or seventh round draft pick so you get some compensation for him. Because if he hits the free agent market, now there could be opportunity with the Jets, and that makes the Jets somewhat attractive to some of these fringe players. But some of these fringe players might also be attractive to teams that are going to be competing for a playoff position. So that's the risk the Jets take if a guy goes to free agency. Because I know a couple of you are saying, well, why don't you just let him go to free agency? I mean... The Jets, the the nice thing about the Jets is it could give a guy an opportunity to play more. But some of these guys might want to win a championship or be on a team that could be competing. And they don't mind being a guy that maybe only gets two or three snaps a game as a defensive lineman as opposed to maybe getting 10 to 15, sometimes 20 game, uh, snaps with the Jets. So that's the thing you have to factor in. But it's going to be interesting because right now, especially with the way they have done this, which is now that they don't have the full two weeks to get ready in terms of they have to get the roster down before that. But it's going to be a fascinating couple days to seeing how the Jets get down to 53, how they handle the IR spots with a couple of these guys. But to me, if you're a Jet fan, this is a time to really keep an eye on the waiver wire because I do think the Jets... I know Nick Foles has always been mentioned. Maybe he gets cut by Chicago and becomes a possibility. But Nick Mullins is on the market. If I was them, I'd try to be calling his agent today, trying to get that done. 
There's a lot of possibilities out there for this Jet team. In order to improve, I mean, we forget John Franklin Myers was a cut. They were able to bring him in, and he's been a very good player. So there's an opportunity to find not an A-plus guy, but you might be able to find a decent starter for the secondary. You might be able to find a corner. You might be able to find a pass rusher as a rotational guy. And who knows, this might be an opportunity for the Jets to make a trade to get a starter on the defense. It will be tough to get a great pass rusher. I don't see Joe Douglas surrendering the high draft capital. But one guy to keep an eye on is, could Jamison Crowder be a trade piece over the next week? Because I don't think the Jets want to trade Crowder, but they have Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore have looked really good in camp. They have a lot of depth, and even though Denzel Mims isn't a great fit, I do think the Jets would rather have him get an opportunity, see what he can do, especially because he's going to be under contract the next two or three seasons with the team. And look, Crowder, the Jets restructured his deal so he could be on the roster under a one-year contract. He's gone after this year, and to me, I don't see the Jets really re-signing him. So if a team that needs a receiver or values a great slot receiver comes along and offers the Jets a decent draft pick, but more importantly, if a team comes along and saying, well, we might be cutting this guy, but for the Jets, he's probably a starting corner, maybe a rotational pass rusher that they could use. Heck, with the linebacking injuries, maybe they could get a decent linebacker that a team was probably going to move off from and they can move Crowder again or Crowder in a pick to get a solid starter somewhere. Maybe a tight end. Maybe the Eagles. Another, maybe for the Eagles, Zach Ertz, it's not working. He wants to move. They want to move him. Maybe the Jets say, all right, we, we know you might want more receiver depth or veteran. What if we gave you Jamison Crowder and a late pick for Ertz? That could be something because then the Jets improve their tight end position to help Build the build up Zach Wilson. That could be a possibility. I mean, tight end is a position where you look at the Jets' depth chart right now. You're going, it's not that great. Maybe there's a tight end that a team is going to get rid of because they just don't have the depth, or maybe there's a team that needs a receiver, if I a receiver more than a tight end, and the Jets can make that move. So there's a lot of things that could happen before this roster is finalized and we will be with you every step of the way and we will break down the final 53 when the day comes only here on rich sports talk now remember if you're new you're going to want to hit that subscribe button because you're not going to want to miss any of our new york jets content for the upcoming 2021 season and of course if you're a subscriber hit that like button Let's get trending. Let's try to get more Jet fans involved and bring them into our community. And of course, write down in the comments what you think, who you would like to see the Jets potentially go and get in this time period of roster movement. What quarterback would you like to see back up? Are you fine with Mike White? Do you want Nick Mullins? Do you like Joe Flacco? Would you prefer Nick Mullins over Joe Flacco or vice versa? Is there a player you'd like to see maybe the Jets go after and package Jameson Crowder? Go get them. Is there a free agent that's been cut by a team that you're saying, hey, I think he'd be a great fit with the Jets. Would love to hear from you. But until next time, I'm Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.